it all up. Arsenal, the cream of the crop. Welcome to the 48th edition of the Guna podcast, recorded on a Monday evening between Arsenal's defeat in Barcelona, two days before our visit to Tottenham Hotspur. Our sponsors are... Dun, 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 the website for all your best Arsenal t-shirts. I'm your host, Joe Broadfoot, and now for the traditional introduction for this evening's panel. Starting with the man BBC Radio 5 Live go to when they need the voice of Arsenal supporters, it's David Udo. Yeah, hello everyone. Yeah, they, they do come in when they want something. I don't know if anyone heard me on Five Live the other week. It was after the Champions League draw. I was on with a Man United fan who cut me off halfway through when I was talking to give his support to the British Airways stewards who are about to go on strike. And I got cut off and they started talking about trade unions. What's all that about? Twat. Shocking. You have to ask the BBC. I fly virgin. <laughs> and secondly, currently living a healthy lifestyle that his body seems to be firmly rejecting. I'm running the London Marathon within a fortnight for Bob Wilson's Willow Foundation charity. It's Mark Ollington. Hello there. And finally, the man who receives more hate mail than Pierce Morgan, if that were possible. <laughs> if we were living 500 years ago, he would have been hung, drawn and quartered by now for daring to venture an honest opinion. It is the editor of The Gooner and OnlineGooner.com, Mr. Kevin Witcher. Good evening, everybody. All I said was Danielson was good enough to play for Jehovah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's wrong with that? And uh, what are we going to start with? Are we going to talk about Barcelona to start with? Or should we talk about something a little bit more topical? Um, We've right. just played Barcelona. That was our last game. There's things going on in the background. All right, we'll, we'll start with Barcelona then. So, um, on the first leg, how did you feel after the first leg? I mean, it was um, good, a yo-yo sort of, sort of game. They're pretty good and we're not quite as good and we realised that before. Well, so what did we learn? There's a lot of injuries, Joe, wasn't there? Let's be brutally honest. And Barcelona you know, were without four of their first team, you're right. You be quiet, don't <laughs> Mr Udo. And what mm. I will say is, Joe, I'm watching that first half. I thought to myself, if we can survive this, we can survive anything. After five minutes, I'd taken a 20 nil loss. I really would have done. <laughs> but the fact we were nil at half time, I said to my friend I was sitting next to, I have got a friend. I said, <laughs> uh, I said you know friend. what? This is going to be a, a miracle tonight. We've survived the best football I've ever seen in my life. Mm. It's still nil nil. This could be a magical day. Not any old day, Joe. A yeah. magical day. I and mean, Almunia was having a good game. Said, he was As David top. would really like to comment he on, I'm sure. Okay, but, and, but then start the second half, we concede. But Joe, to cut to the chase, to come out of that game with a draw, I thought the gods are with us. Yeah, it was meant to so. be. Mm. It's going to be the most magical experience of my life. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I can't always be right, can I? No, you can't always be right. You're right about some other things that we'll talk about later yeah, in indeed. terms of our league position. But David, what what did you have to say on Almunia's performance in the first leg? Because well, well, um, you got some rave reviews. In the in the not four, for me, but in the from some four people. quarters of the tie, mm. he was brilliant for twenty five percent of the time. Mm. You would you know, <laughs> you'd fail your A levels, you'd fail your GCSEs. Mm. First half, I can't fault him. He was close to perfect. He, I mean, the, the save, first save he had to make after um, about 90 seconds from the corner with the ball coming very quickly through a crowd of players to get down and divert the ball wide was great. There was one save he made, uh, full stretch diving to his left, both hands um, making a really big save. That's as, as good a save as I've ever seen him make, as good as I've seen most keepers make this season. And then in the second half, in less than 30 seconds... He does a typical Manuel Almunia thing. He doesn't know if he wants a shit or a haircut. He doesn't quite come, doesn't quite stay on his line. Gives Ibrahimovic the, 
you know, all the freedom in the world to just casually mm. loop a ball over him, and he undoes all of his own hard work. He's also at fault for the second goal, um, where he uses his his ridiculously efficient Spanish military training to avoid the toxic coated leather ball coming towards him <laughs> in a style I've not seen since Keanu Reeves in the fucking Matrix. Um, it's exactly the same as the goal he can see at Stamford Bridge to Drogba. He moves out of the way of the ball lest it hit him. Um, mm. uh, and he wasn't much better in the second leg, to be fair. So um, I stand by everything I've said about Manuel Almunia. Yeah, it was pretty much back to type, reverting back to type. Would you say um, um, after a good start against Barca in the first leg, the first part of the first leg, I mean, were you happy with Almunia's performance? Ultimately, no, um, because obviously the tie is 180 minutes and uh, it'll be consistent over the duration of them. I don't think anyone was surprised. It's interesting that it was Barcelona, once again, that exposed him in Europe, as occurred in 2006. Um, But, I mean, the one thing that I took out of that first leg was that there were 4,000 Arsenal fans who, who could make a trip to Barcelona the following week uh, with some sense that uh, there was something to play for uh, because frankly given the amount of money that um, everyone who went spent to go there with the scoreline as it should have been would have have been not half as good a trip at least until until the match (laughs) Um, but I mean I I mean we'll talk about the second leg as well but overall um, I mean, there's two sides to this. There's, there's the one side of how good Barcelona are, and the other side of, of is, is how bad Arsenal were or were not. I mean, there's an argument that they actually didn't play much worse than they normally do. They were just exposed by a, a much better team than they would normally face. But what really struck me about that first leg was that Arsene Wenger has spent many years developing a team to play in a certain style and that team were given a lesson in how that style should be played and the one thing about Barcelona which struck everybody was what they did when they didn't have the ball and it's what impressed me so much about Arsenal in the first couple of games of the season I thought they were brilliant at Everton I thought they were brilliant at Celtic in terms of getting back the ball and they had the energy and the desire to do that now Barcelona are a long way into the season and this isn't a one-off you know I've seen them do this in other particular games they don't do it every game against Madrid on Saturday they did exactly the same thing yeah, really. yeah. they did it against Stuttgart in, in the second mm-hmm. leg of their um, last 16 game and what was interesting about that is they were still doing it when they were 3-1 up in the tie at home coasting they were still working very hard to, to completely negate Stuttgart um, <clears throat> I mean what happened in the second leg I will come back to but there, there was a point where they actually stopped working and let Arsenal have the ball again and there was a good reason for that but when they needed to they outclassed Arsenal in all departments with the ball and without it and I hope Arsene Wenger was watching that and saying this is how I like I would like my team to play there is a reason my players aren't able to play in this fashion. And I'd like him, as a, as a man who's paid something like £6 million a year, to come up with a solution where by next season, if we're playing teams of that ilk, we give them more of a game than we did. I know we got a 2-2, two, two, 
we all know we're bloody lucky to get a 2-2 um, that's football sometimes you can get freak results like that however um, the bottom line is we were shown up badly um, especially at home I mean in a way you can excuse it away but to be shown up in that way at home despite the result I hope was a humiliation for the manager but I'm not sure he would have taken it that way but Kev you suggested that certain players weren't tracking back oh don't if I I wasn't I mean sorry yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware that was that was the case because I, I was just watching on TV so not being at the game you kind of miss some of that some it's of the, stuff it's very the, easy the to, to, to beat the same people with the same stick over and over mm. again but you know cliches exist because they're true mm. um, and quite how Danielson has the gall to pick up his money at the end of the month um, I don't quite understand um, mm. b- because he was criminal well, he's well, especially, especially, especially yeah, yeah, his, yeah. his work rate is nothing the guy exists purely in the central third of the pitch. It doesn't exist in either penalty area. He he's the defensive midfield player in the absence of Alexandre Song. He is required to be the auxiliary centre half. And against a team like Barcelona, the player that that player is required to pick up is Leo Messi. We were lucky in the first half, as Messi in the first game, as Messi had an off day. In the second leg, as we all know to our chagrin now, he was on the top of his game. Danielson as he liked to tell us in the Nike advert at the start of the season, you know, where they all set out their targets, Arsher in, five goals in one game, Fabregas, it's all about trophies, Danielson, be your shadow. Well, practice what you preach, Danielson. You know, mm. I want to know what colour pants he's wearing. I want to know what his girlfriend likes him to do at bed, bed in the evening. You be everywhere. You don't get to the edge of your own penalty area and think, oh, actually, zonal marking kicks in now. You know, it's the centre half It's not my responsibility. Job. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy is a buck passer. Mm. He's an archetypal buck, buck passer. And I thought, look, I've got no problem with people being shit at all. Matthew Flamini was crap for the first three years of his Arsenal career, save for a few games at left back. But God, that guy put the yards in. And we yeah, finally saw the fruits of his labour in his final season before he pissed off to Milan. Danielson does not try. He does not cover the ground. He is lazy. He is a fucking criminal. And if, if and when we decide to get rid of him this summer, he won't go to Italy. He won't go to Spain. He'll go to whichever piss-pot Brazilian club he came from, whether it's Cruzeiro, Atletico Mineiro, Corinthians. I don't care. The guy does not belong in top-flight club football. I wish I could argue with that, but I'm finding it really difficult because when uh, every time I see the stats about how many yards or metres that players have run during a Champions League game, Danielson is coming up nowhere near as high as Flamini, for instance. Flamini Doesn't come up as high as the ref. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I but mean, in fairness to Danielson, else? Is, is there anyone else we can pick on? <laughs> well, I mean, you can go for the team, but I mean, yeah. firstly, in Danielson's defence, he didn't get on the pitch until um, I think Gallus was injured. Uh, but he, he, he wasn't there the first half hour or so, certainly. No, I thought he put a shift in the first game, but the second leg was a criminal. Mm. Yeah. The first leg, even though he came after 40 minutes, he got quite a few man and match Arsenal claudits, didn't he? To be fair to him. But I think you know, the bottom line about the team performance on, in that first leg is, is that there was more space than, than I've seen in Alien, or even 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. <laughs> um, and that's, that's what really hurt, because, you know... And could that just be down to one player? Surely, no. no, no, no it was, no, it was no, a no, number of players I mean, just Nasri, not pulling it Nasri in. Nasri basically gave um, Danny Alves the freedom of North London when he should have been assisting Gail Clichy on the left flank. But he w- did not seem interested in doing anything when we didn't have the ball. I mean, it was not a good team performance and it was very worrying to see, especially given that they have shown real spirit in terms of 
you know some of the Premier League games that that they've they've got results in, but I don't know. Maybe they expected something different from a European game. Um, whatever it was, they they didn't seem to put in the kind of effort that you would anticipate for a game of this magnitude. Um, now it did change. You know they did get back into it, but that was only after Barcelona tired. Um, by which time I should have been out of sight. Uh, but but how many players were guilty of that? Would you say? Well, I mean, I think it was a team thing. I mean, yeah. you can you can say that you know you can have the odd individual player trying a bit harder than the others, but you've got to defend as a team. That's mm. the other lesson that Barcelona gave us. They really do work as a team. So when one guy, an Arsenal player, had a rare privilege of possession of the football he he had at least two oh, they doubled up everywhere three yeah. guys on him yeah especially Fabregas and and the, there was no breathing space it was a football lesson and the, the result was a complete anomaly I had no faith whatsoever in us getting anything the second leg I was pleasantly surprised I mean let's move on to the second yeah. leg I was pleasantly surprised to see us take the lead Glorious, and it could have been 2 0. Glorious chance, but bad decision making by DRB. That subs the, subs, the, subs the team up all over. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, I mean, and, and basically, even even if we'd got 2 0, let's be honest. I mean, the, the, this is, comes back again to, this, to how good Barcelona are. On their own turf, you know, they were good at, 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 at uh, the Emirates, as I hate to call it, but the, whatever. You could slip into these bloody habits eventually. Um, <laughs> I knew you would do the at, the Grove, at the Grove, they were good. I knew but you'd come out. In their own, in their own <laughs> stadium. Keep a bit in, Joe. Don't cut that bit out. Frank, frankly, in. <laughs> frankly, in their own stadium, um, I expected um, pretty much what happened. To be honest. Don't you think we're overanalyzing it a bit too much? No. In the sense that we got beaten by the best team in the world. So and we had all those absentees. There was yeah, no so sense, there was no day, song, no arsenal. Not worth worrying about. But, but Arsenal are supposedly one of the top eight teams in Europe. Shouldn't they be a bit closer to the best team in the Probably world? Probably not. They're the best team. So you think the gap between the best team and those in the other I rest of the top eight is Barca that would have given Man United a good stuff as they did in the final last year. Mm. They wiped the floor of Man United last year in the final. I don't think there's much difference there. I think Chelsea might give them a, bit of a better game slightly, but then again, everyone's great about how great Chelsea are at the moment. They've had a few dips recently. I think Barca would have stuffed them as well. No, I think they're out there by an absolute mile. I think all the players out, the whole spine of the team was out in that second leg. I know that you say that Barcelona had some absentees too. Yes, they did. We had but, more But, but when, you, when your whole spine's missing and you're playing with pretty much a Carling Cup team, I think we were looking at it far too much. Far well, when I looked at the lineups, I, I was fearing yeah. the worst. So the, when we took the lead, I was yeah, delighted you've, with you've that. You've got the two main midfielders out, Song, you know, and you've got Fab, Fabregas out. Even Sol Campbell got being got out was yeah, a bit of a blow. You've got out, you've got Gallas out. Literally, the whole spine of the team is totally gone. I think we're looking at it far too much. We, we, we couldn't defend with our first 11 out. I, I, I'm not I, saying we could defend, but I'm saying we wouldn't. Have, we could have scored a lot more goals, and I, don't, I think the game would have been a lot, a lot closer. I really think it's, it's, it's the wingers looking at it. Our Sharpin and, and Cesc would have made a difference, I think. Yeah, I Even if they were Cesc, Song, you know, Van Persie, you go for the whole team. Like oh, six well, seven okay, okay, well, well, I'll look at it the other way. I, I, I agree with you. We, we were missing probably our five best players. We're certainly missing our spine, as you put it, which, which I. I can't fault, it's a fact of the matter. But that shows that our squad is deficient. 
and that's, that's didn't seem I know but I'm oh, just making on. the point that Drogba isn't as integral as you may make out I'm not making make out the, yeah, the thing is who could handle Lionel Messi in the form he was in against Arsenal I don't think there's any defender in so the world Campbell though, <laughs> <laughs> so Campbell good, might have made a slight <laughs> difference he would have thrown himself knocked him at, not Lionel Messi well that, that does possibly. bring us on to uh, the other point which is that uh, in a sense and, and with time I think we will appreciate this um, certainly those that went to the away leg you know we were privileged to watch uh, one of the great talents um, in football in the flesh at his peak on his own stomping yeah. ground completely the best player in the world couldn't he to me yeah. it was the, he was the main difference well obviously it was the main difference but had you took Lionel Messi out of the Barcelona team could you honestly say Barcelona would have beaten Arsenal yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure yeah. Yeah. I'm not I, sure I personally would say probably yes. I, I, Henri couldn't get on the pitch in the second game yeah. despite the fact yeah. they had six first teamers yeah. Yeah. yep <laughs> yep I mean, I mean, would Omri have turned it on against Arsenal? I wasn't sure about yeah, that because the things he was oh. saying prior to the game, it sounded like he didn't want to play. Oh, he's playing the tight end, what's the word? I think, I think Thierry, <laughs> Thierry's days, are, his best days are behind him. He knows it, the manager knows it. He's not had a great season. I think physically, um, partially because he hasn't been playing regularly and partially because his legs have gone. Um, he is now effectively what Freddie Lundberg was at West Ham and I'm pretty sure he'll be in America yeah. next, next season playing up from, with Luke Rogers from Notts County for the New yeah. York Red Bulls yes. if you're uh, Red Thompson yeah. to be believed so I mean in fairness to Thierry um, great career had a good season last season um, but uh, frankly I would have welcomed yeah. him being on the pitch for the complete tie the other thing to mention is that Bas the stats on possession changed significantly in the second half of the game at the new camp because the tie was won. Barcelona had a big game the following weekend against Real Madrid and they thought, Okay, we've we've won this tie. You can have the ball now. That was perhaps the saddest thing for me. <laughs> about four, with about what, I suppose forty minutes to go. I thought, you know, let them have it, they're not going to get through us. It didn't help that despite the fact we had the ball, we kept going back to Almunia, whose who's distribution is He pumped it out of play. Seriously, yeah, if he, he was a fullback <laughs> in rugby, he'd be amazing. His kicking for touch is flawless. It didn't Unfortunately, go to, we play no. it in the middle bit, the pitch. It didn't go to one of our players once, did it? No, oh, that, that, shows, time time that shows how poor Arsenal were. That was nothing to do with Barcelona. That was Arsenal's we sheer lack of yeah. confidence we in being able to then, hang okay. on to the we goddamn were, we, football. We were beat by then. It's mm. different, though. You know, if it starts the game nil-nil, when you're four-nil down, you know what happens. What, you mean like when you're three-nil down at half-time in the European Cup final to uh, a far superior AC Milan side <laughs> and you rely on your big-name players or any player with a pair with fucking testicles to try and turn it the around for you? players were out. No, I'm, I'm talking about Liverpool. Yeah, no, I'm saying to you, we had no one... It wasn't the same thing we had, you know... The captain of Belgium... Uh, the the Danish uh, international striker scores on a regular basis against other countries. Yes. He played a while. And a Spanish goalkeeper, no, despite just, the fact uh, he's never yeah. made a Premier League appearance in his life. Arsene <laughs> Wenger believes he is the answer to our goalkeeping problem. I mean, anyway. the sad thing was that we were playing tactics that we deride Liverpool for, and um, more to the point, you know, 
we weren't keeping on the ball. Our, our only solution was to just hoof it up to a big, That's big number nine. No one else. Um, now, how, how's Bentner going to... I mean, he had no one to knock the bloody thing off to, even if he did win the ball. Just play one up front for you, isn't it? You know, I mean, it just, just... I mean, that's the thing now. I mean, we'll get on to uh, later on the subject of whether Wenger has, has got any chance of winning the Champions League. But, lovely, but something's off, got to Flick change. Uh, well, we're, on, we're getting on the Premier League oh, okay. in a minute. So, <laughs> yeah, You'll have your moment in the sun, mate. Right. Just, Just wait. Let, let, us, let us wallow in the misery of defeat. Uh, this is a cathartic process for some of us, all right? Um, long and short of it is, tactically, Arsenal were no different from Bolton. Well, that, 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 was, that was the other thing that upset me. Uh, after the first leg, actually, certainly after the first half of the first leg, a thought came through my head to say, next time I'm sitting in my seat, Howling abuse at Hull and Stoke for committing niggly, niggly fouls all over the place, running down the clock, parking mm. the bus, trying <laughs> to resist too much punishment. I'll sit back and I'll try and remember that 45 mm. minutes against Barcelona and think, you know what, maybe Tony Poulis is a master tactician. Though, <laughs> so, you know, I would like to give you a bit of credit actually for one day, if not going to do this. Christ. Watching Thierry Henry in that first leg reminded me of a previous podcast, Joe. Really really? Early on in the season, <laughs> we were, me and the Highbury Spy, no longer here for the time being, hopefully you can be back very, very soon. We were berating David when we were talking about bringing back Patrick Vieira yeah. and Swan Song. <laughs> yeah. Me and Steve got very excited about bringing back next Arsenal legend, having him at the club, getting the players by the scruff of the neck and really gin them up. Watching Vieira, now I'll get off a bit of topic here, watching Vieira for City, or not playing for City, I will say you were, you were right. And I've got, but seeing like you know, Thierry Henry, not only not playing for us, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not the peak of his powers. I thought, do you know what? On that case, you're right, Dave. Anyway, move, move on, Joe. Yeah, moving swiftly on. Apology well, to Mr. Dave Udo there about yeah. getting excited yeah, about up top for thinking, downstairs for dancing. Well, <laughs> in the middle for romancing, but that's not either. <laughs> <laughs> getting a little bit off topic here, but <laughs> we're out of the Champions League, which is a good thing if we want to concentrate on the Premier League, right? <laughs> the old, <laughs> the old silver line in there. <laughs> Mark, that wasn't planned, by the way. <laughs> that just came out. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking you're less like Parkinson, more like uh, <laughs> Parkinson. Don't tell me what it's. Yeah. We've had that joke, right? Yeah, but no. we can we can use it every it's week or every month. <laughs> I'm going to quote Bob the Builder. Can, can we fix it? Can we do it? Is it? Can we do can it? We, no, that was Joe no. Plumber, no. it? Barack Obama. Yeah. Can anyway. we win the Premier League? I have. Yes. I have we, here. I was. The oh. remaining matches. Oh, look at this case. Oh, I thought it was a song sheet. So. We're going to analyse whether or not this can be done. I've analysed mine. Oh, I love his eyes, Kev. Well so, done. Bit of fun on the podcast. No problem whatsoever. Next so, five chance. straight wins. Is it possible? No, not a cat in hell's chance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's only because there's a couple of tricky away games. Blackburn <laughs> away. Blackburn. Let's and... go through them one by one, yeah? All right. One okay. by one. Spurs away. Well, now, I've got that down as three They've had... I would have said they might have won that previously. I would. I was thinking now was the time after all this. But look at it. They've played 120 minutes. Something could have gone better the for us. Could have their best players have suspended, yeah. If we yeah. can't beat them now, we don't deserve to win even win yep. the league. So you can say that about the, those games. If we can't win points. these games. But look, so first but of all... away, that's, that's the one. That's that's the we're going through one Yeah, one by Come on, Joe. We're just getting carried away. We're going away. So we all agree, Spurs away... Points. A very winnable game. Right, okay. Wigan away, Kev. 
Oh, could we oh, just if we hang on the Spurs game for a moment? Because, I mean, after all, I think... Once in a while, come on, oh, guys. No, I'm going to give the right start commenting. I just would like to say this one thing. He's written the results here. Yeah, I've got results all panned out. We're going to win the league. What's your result for Spurs away? see, I've taken a leaf out of your book. You should be very pleased about that. All right, All right, Spurs... It could be a win, but it's going to be very tight because I would have preferred Spurs to be in the cup final because then they'd be pulling out of tackles and they would try to avoid yellow cards and red cards and all that kind Not of thing. Not against us, I think. Even against us, because oh, to them the FA Cup final is a huge big deal. To Arsenal fans, it's not. The FA it's Cup Spurs final fans, it's is a huge big deal. The FA Cup final is on Saturday, the fifteenth of May, a whole month after. Wednesday's I know, but you game. can still pick up injuries that keep you out for a month. Or six weeks. Or in I mean, case, four years. If you look at the records of teams that reached the cup final, apart from top teams like Liverpool and Chelsea <laughs> and Manchester United, if you t- take teams like Spurs, they tend to go right off the boil. Back twenty years ago, the cup final. Football's changed since twenty. Not years. even let twenty me, years ago. Let me put this on the record. I am highly delighted Spurs have been eliminated from the FA Cup because the prospect of them winning a trophy. Uh, is not one I wish to contemplate. I totally and, agree. And I, and I, I can don't... see where you're coming from. <laughs> but at the same time, I just think the fact they've got knocked out is not a good thing because it, they'll be riled up and they're really going to come at Arsenal with everything they've got. But fortunately, they might not have very much. Yes. Now they've lost so you're saying a win. So I think we're you're saying a win. I still say three points. Got them in the end. I really wanted it to be two two goal difference, but that's not going to happen. Oh, okay. It's going to be one goal difference all right, at most. We can away. Well, if we can't win that, yep, again, we don't deserve. I mean, Wigan, Roberto Martinez... That is exactly the kind of team we have been taking three points away from all season. Right. Knowing Arsenal, the way they're going now, they will probably leave it until injury time in the second half. However... But up comes Barry Bender. Goal, yeah? There he goes. Wicked. Okay. T- tough one now. Day for the marathon. You can still sponsor me, everyone. Man City at home. Why don't Find you give... the Just Giving page. <laughs> Why don't you <laughs> give your page address out, Mark? Yeah. Justgiving.com. No, it's well out. Just... No, what is it? It's justgiving.com slash Mark... Hyphen Onington. Thanks, everyone. I and think you should sing that, like Gunashirts.com. No, I've got, I'm getting a bit confused. I'm trying to do a sing, sing-song version. Show. But, so, right. The day Manchester before the marathon, City. Man City at home. Man yeah. City. Now, Man City are playing quite well. However. Very uh, well, Kevin, to be honest. It kind of depends on who we've got available, I suspect. Because mm. if we do go into that game with a very weakened team, I can see problems. Because uh, Man City don't seem to have many injuries at the moment, as far mm. as I'm aware. So they've no. got a fair old number of players to Part pick from. Part of the air, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. But they've got enough of a squad to compensate. For How about Academy. the crowd factor? Would a crowd, you know, well, actually influence the result? I like hope, hope that Wenger picks a will on the footballers rather than me, Joe. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but we need all the help we can get. In fairness, me over Sylvester. I'd yeah. take that. But, yeah. <laughs> You was going to be our goalkeeper. But actually, making making a lot of volume. The crowd make a booing and right? a What's that yeah. going to do? We tried that at their place. It didn't go too well, did it? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but I mean, I'd like to think the crowd might might make so much noise they can pressure the referee into decisions. But they're not going to make Man City shrivel away. Um, I, I mean, it is a tough game against an informed team that Arsenal will just have to grind out a result from. Do you think we can do it, Kev? It's a home game. We can win that game. Look at you go. What about you? Well, if we win those two games, and I'm sure we'll come on to the, our 
our opponents' game shortly. If we if we can win the Spurs and Wigan's Wigan game, and Man City get something on Saturday against United, and somehow I don't know Bolton, Jack Wilshere scores a hat trick for Bolton, and Spurs mm-hmm. somehow get something against Chelsea. If, if Chelsea drop points in one of their two games uh, before we play Manchester City. Maybe right. So that's so. Joe, and you agree? I can see there you've written three, three, two. Well, to hurry this up. I've got yeah, yeah three, two, three, two. Arsenal. Three, two. Because, sounds great. Yeah. Well, going. because Almunia is clearly not going to keep a clean sheet against City. There's <laughs> no chance of that. Yeah. So Almunia is going to let in at least two, but I fancy we might get three. So what we said is there. Yeah, we win all three games here with the fans behind. Chelsea you might have dropped some some points, so we're cooking with flipping gas. So as it stands, we're top of the league. So we've got Blackburn away. We're now top, yeah? yeah okay, because yeah. Jack Wilshere's has got a goal. Mm. It's 1 0. Mm. They've drawn with Spurs away, so it's all even Stevens. Well, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, I'm listening, but I'm not agreeing. I've actually got Chelsea to beat Bolton 5 0, but let's not go. Oh, okay, Jay. But I mean, I've got them to slip up, but not in that game. Well, I mean, let's move on to Chelsea then. Go all on. Right. They have got to not win two of those games, all right? Yeah. Now. Do you think, or can't they. We, no, need, we need, yeah. we need them to slip twice. If we're going to win the matches, even if we win all our games, all right. So two draws they could get, couldn't they? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That's two draws that's is good enough uh, if Arsenal win all their games. But, but the, I mean, looking at the Chelsea fixtures, um, the only problem I can foresee is Liverpool away. However, you know, the one thing you've got to say about this season is that you can never be sure of any results on any day. And the hope has to be that somehow they have one of those games where the ball just isn't going to go in. It could be. It could even be against Bolton at home tomorrow night. You know, you just don't know. Imagine if it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is the glory of football, and, and obviously it's, it's. However, I mean, you know, in my heart, wants wants them to lose or, or draw a couple of these games, but. My head says they're only going to drop three points. And, and even oh, then, it might only yeah. be two. I can see them drawing away at Liverpool. Oh, Kevin, but I can see oh, 12 can see, points Kev? from the other four games. Oh, now. don't say that to me. Spurs away. Do you see Chelsea? Wouldn't it be Spurs, Spurs, oh, that, I mean, that is, that is a foregone conclusion. Do, do Spurs ever beat Chelsea? Not very often, but they've been known. Chelsea when they, they need to do Arsenal a favour? <laughs> Do, do, do you remember Harry Redknapp remember is an Arsenal fan I have do you remember you know? yeah he's doing a great job at the moment but do you remember about 10 years ago it was the last day of the season we were against Villa we were against Villa at home and where were Tottenham Old yeah, Trafford mate, yeah, mate, mate, what mate. happened when Darren Anderson opened the scoring for Tottenham did the Tottenham fans go mental or did they boo their own team <laughs> <laughs> they booed their own team I think Teddy Sheringham scored four own goals yeah. you know that kind of thing yeah. but the good thing is the Chelsea game against Spurs is, is quite soon so they're not going to necessarily think it's a title decider for Arsenal. No. But then again, but can we beat Blackburn and Fulham? I'm question. afraid to say Spurs will have played a 120-minute FA Cup semi-final and hosted Arsenal within seven days of they're entertaining be Chelsea. Cream cracker. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, there's no chance there, is there, if I'm honest. And, and, and I'll tell Thank you, you Mr. Sure. Arlington. Welcome to Planet Reality. So... <laughs> That means. <laughs> do you know what? I'm not too sure, you know, because if they get stuffed by Arsenal, they're not going to want to get stuffed by Chelsea. I've got, I've got no sympathy for Tottenham for a lot of reasons, but you talk about our injury list. Tottenham with that seven centre arms on Saturday. We haven't got seven centre arms. <laughs> I hate to say this, but Spurs look like they may hold the key to the title because yeah, they're playing so. all three yeah, contenders. Yeah. Do you know what gets me? I didn't realise this because I'm a bit of an idiot. 
Chelsea's got three home games left. Flipping mm-hmm. hell. And, all that, and us and Man United If Chelsea were going home. to Stoke, you know, yeah, I'll it? tell you what, I'd be yeah. up there, I'd have a Ryan Short. Well, no, maybe not. <laughs> 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 Contrary to my article in the current issue of the Gooners, still available from all good retailers, I do mention the fact that no, ch- no child would want Ryan Shawcross on the back of their shirt. <laughs> oh, good, good article. It's a good day. article, that yeah, actually. No, very good, yeah. yeah not as funny as the, the letters article, page, but still available from all good sellers. But no, it's very good. Another That's good article enough. would be uh, who came up with the idea that Arsenal's running was easy compared to Chelsea's? Yes, yes, a fair point, actually. So, Anyway, just say we do win all three then. Can we beat that? That is our toughest day, isn't it? Can we do Black and White? We'll unravel. The league will be decided by Saturday the 24th of April. Um, Sunday the 25th at a stretch. So just say then we are leading the league by some weird thing. So Bolton have got a draw um, against Chelsea for some unforsaken reason. Stoke have got a draw, whatever. Spurs got got a draw. Can we then beat Blackburn away from home? Yeah. Oh no. If if, if, Chelsea, if Chelsea drop points against Bolton, Spurs, or Stoke, um, Man City or Spurs do a miracle against Manchester United, uh, and we beat Spurs, uh, we beat Spurs and Wigan, and we're top by Sunday the twenty fifth of April, we'll fucking murder. Blackburn. Do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. I've got no doubt. Because we don't be really inspired about Man United, do we? If we all win of our f- last five games, we are we finish uh, above them in the league, yeah. Yes, uh, is that right? Yeah. We got yes. Gary yeah. No, we will finish above Man U. So we yeah, can. We've we, got we, we can forget. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, they got. Fi- yeah. yeah, if we beat Spurs, on yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. So Sad. for once, we're not worried about Man U. So it's yes. Chelsea. Yes. Yeah. So, so after my Kev, Kev. Kevin Davis shirt and the <laughs> Glenn Whelan one. Second or third, then Kev. I do think we could sneak second because if only because I think Man United will drop more points. At this moment in time, um, I'm like I felt after 19 minutes of the Barcelona game. I'd like to refer you to the classic John Cleese comedy, Clockwise, and his immortal quote of, I can live with despair, I've got no problem with that. It's the hope that kills you. <laughs> when we went one nil up against Barcelona, I thought, yeah. I, I, I dared to dream. For three minutes. <laughs> I, seriously, my phone went mental with all the text messages. By the time I finished replying, we were losing. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, was, I was at the tail end of a rendition of Jump Up If You're One Nil Up. <laughs> <laughs> the very moments Mr. Messi struck the back of the net. I think I was singing the same song as you, Kev. <laughs> so, we've got a second here from Kev, Dave. Um, I tell you, I, for, for want of not wanting to put the bock on it, viewers, I'll say I am, I'm, ho- I'm thinking with my heart. Reading that, what you will, Joe. And I'm going to say well, first. I'm going to say first. I think we can just edge it. But I've only got it because. Could I ask in my which, list, which games you've got Chelsea dropping points in? Joe? Spurs away, Liverpool away. Oh, the Spurs away is quite optimistic. Even Liverpool away is quite optimistic, bearing in mind how Liverpool have been playing lately. Yeah. Um, it, Joe, your cab's here, mate. So yeah. Great big white one with red crosses on the side. I don't know what's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. In I fairness, do, I do realise I'm going a bit crazy, but I had us down at finish second uh, up until a few weeks ago. Interesting, interesting thing about. The the um, potential, I mean, the thing about Liverpool is going to have two legs of a semi-final uh, in Europe, which may distract them slightly, especially mm. if they've given up on getting in the top four, which is worrying. 
Um, it's the Liverpool one that worries me. So you know, there might there might be an element whereby um, they're not actually trying that hard. However, there is history between Liverpool and Chelsea, so you'd like to think so. The other thing to note is that about three days after our final game against Fulham, were Fulham to actually get to the final, they would be playing their Europa League final. So the one thing I will say with total certainty is on Sunday the 9th of May... We'll win. We should win that one. So really, <laughs> with total yeah. certainty, we should win that one. <laughs> I don't want to scupper it, but let's face it, the odds are stacked for us if Fulham actually get through. If we can't beat a Fulham team that's either on their way to the UEFA Cup or final, or having been knocked out of it with fuck all to play for on the last mm. day of the season... We, we don't deserve to win the fucking Southern Junior Flood League Cup. Yes. Yeah, and we're going to weigh sort of relatively easy as well compared to the other three games. <laughs> I'd rather have Wigan away than Man United away, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Anyway, so that's decided so, then. So, yeah, that's decided. So, but your when it comes first, down, your first, and your first. Good God. And your second, Kev. Oh, yeah. second. Just let you know, viewers, we're at a new, I nearly we're said at a new Chinese takeaway tonight. The MSG is <laughs> coming out of my tits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the MSG's having an effect. <laughs> I think so. Having some sort of effect. Well, what about, would it come down to goal difference? There's absolutely no, no possibility no. of that, is there? Chelsea, well, no, no, there is. If Chelsea yeah. lose yeah. a game, then potentially we could be level on points. They are three points ahead of us. But their goal difference is about 14 better than ours. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, so 13, yeah. So so what do you put that down to? Is it our Spanish wagering goal or is it some... Well, I mean, yeah, the fact is we score else. our first goal in matches often well into the second half. Now, if you score your first goal early, you've got more chance of pummeling the opposition. Cause As we showed to... against Porto, it's easy for yeah, them. They've it? got to come out. And so in theory, you can then exploit the, the bigger gaps. So... What that is down to is scoring early and then building on it. Something Arsenal haven't done very many times at all in the Premier League. This I could season. be wrong, but only scored seventy-five goals in the Premier League this season. And how many have Chelsea scored? Eighty-four. Mark? Right, but but we don't to... score early either. I but mean, what I'm trying to say is, though, well, is it seventy-five goals yeah. with five games to go isn't bad. But no. it's the ones we conceded which hurt. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's more the case about not. So I disagree with you slightly, Kev, in the sense that yes, we could do with scoring a, a few more, but really, in a normal season, that's a lot of goals. Yes, it is, but it's been an extraordinary season on many levels. Okay. Um, I mean, in fact, we shouldn't even be in it under normal circumstances because the team lead in the table by this time would have only lost two or three matches but when we won the league in 89 we lost six games well that was a long old and time ten draws. ago I think we've got more points there now than we had back then we won one <laughs> yeah, in there yeah probably right so, yeah. wow. little fact there for the trivia fans out there actually we had 76 fans. points I think that's oh, it right yeah and uh, we've currently got 71 so got pretty close aren't we mm-hmm. yeah Time for listeners to like cut my, 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 my lobe on the way to work <laughs> <laughs> as they're there on their train, or perhaps even listen to it on their car stereo, thinking well, about what we look like in the flesh. As you're digressing wildly, <laughs> I think I'll better break into what you're saying here and say the usual reminder is if you want to email us anything related to the podcast at all, anything, I mean anything, our address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsors, Gunashad! Go compare. Go compare. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and before we finish, a few words about the next issue of The Gooner from Kevin. Yes, it's on sale uh, for the Man City game and also for the Fulham game. 
It will feature our annual end-of-season survey. I love the survey, Kev. And uh, a piece potentially by Mark Ollington on why I should not attend any potential <laughs> trophy parade. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, amongst all your usual favourites, £2, sold outside the stadium and online through the very website... Uh, of Aguna and uh, my mum. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, go and buy. That's all we require from you. And now it's time for the panel to bid farewell. David, uh, good night all. And just reminding you, please, please do give to to Mark's um, Mark's just giving just giving dot com slash Mark dash Ollington. Uh, it's for a great cause. Mark, thanks, that Dave. No worries, man. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? I'm quite touched by that, Joe Broadfoot. Yeah, you're touched and you're going to say goodbye, farewell before, and before adieu. Touch, before I start touching back, myself, I say goodbye. Yeah. Do you want to have a look at my feet first? Because you normally no, like I'm to not, do that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not touching myself, I'm saying goodbye. <laughs> Kevin? Uh, yes, I mean, I'll, I'll uh, echo um, David's sentiments about Mark's uh, uh, charity work and... Um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, <laughs> uh, well, it couldn't have been that important because I've completely forgotten, so I'll see you next time. <laughs> and I'm your host, Joe Broadfoot. Thanks for listening. la di da di da la di da di all good friends and jolly company. Well, hey!